0: proudly presents Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Here's Rapping on Racing. Oh, say does that
1: star Star-spangled spangled
2: This is the Banker Bob Thought for May 24th. You can only be young once, but you can always be immature.
3: Okay, race fans, joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you?
4: I'm doing well, Don. It's good, always good to you know talk to you on Monday nights, and I know you'll be arriving back uh, to western Pennsylvania in about a week or so, but... Just a, just a couple things. Warm weather brought out a lot of fans this past weekend, and, it, and it's good to see all the tracks, in addition to being able to get the races and It's just nice to see the fans out there, packed crowds, good racing. You couldn't ask for anything more.
3: It was a race fans dream weekend, everywhere. Good racing, like you said, good crowds. Um, just, that's the way it should be, every weekend. Hey, our guests tonight, Dave, tonight's guests include Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Billy Rebar, Driver Kyle Burkholder, Western PA Speedweek Promoter Tyler Beekner, and Aaron Creed from the Super Cup Series. He's the PR Director. We have... Larnerville Victory Lane interviews with Eric Westendorf and Brandon Mattis. And then, Dave, you did a nice one with Daryl Charlier. Little did we know he was going to double, but we'll have both interviews. Howie Bayless has Victory Lane interviews from La Trobe Speedway with Cam Kreisinger and Michael Doritsky.
4: Jim Zufal will have his weekly report plus Victory Lane interviews with Daryl Charlier and Frank McGill.
3: Tom Lang will cover the PDRA events on their upcoming schedule.
4: Tom, we'd like to welcome Kevin Nakey of Wind Gap PA to the Rapid on Racing family.
3: Rappin' on Racing is available every Monday night at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and RappinOnRacin.com. The program is available 24-7 and 365 days of the year. If you miss anything on Monday, just go to Apple TV or RappinOnRacin.com.
4: We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Rappin' on Racing, and all of our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, Night and Day Seal Cutting, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Toma Meat Market. And Zaren Truck and Automotive.
3: And thanks to my co host Dave Oliveri and our reporters Howie Bayless, Lenny Baticki, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. And special thanks to senior engineers and our technical advisors Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. Dave, let's take a look at the short track results before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show.
4: Friday night at the Lernerville Speedway, your super late model winner was Jared Miley. In the sprints, a very special evening both for the sprints and the modifies. Brandon Mattis picked up the win, but Father Brent also came home second. Then in the modifieds it was Rex King Jr. And his dad came home second. In the pro stocks, like we had mentioned earlier, uh, was, the win was to Daryl Charlier.
3: Eric Westendorf said, wouldn't it be nice if we could get Ed Furrier out there to, to race with Alex? But, uh, that's. Uh, I don't think that's going to be an option. Hey, at Pittsburgh, uh, in the Rush Late Models, Daryl Charlier, I mean, doesn't matter what he's driving, he's winning. Pro Stocks went to Chris Schneider, and the Hobby Stocks was Frank McGill.
4: At the Jennerstown Speedway in the Late Models, it was Gary Wiltrout. In the Pro Stocks, it was Will Hemminger. Tom Bullock picked up the win in the Modifieds, Scott Mitchell in the Chargers. and In the four-cylinders, it was Mike Saylor.
3: It's kind of interesting that uh, Hemminger and Golick were both two for two. Uh, This Heminger kid is just amazing. 14 years old, and we're going to hear more about him in Billy's report. But what a future that kid has. At the Sharon Speedway, boy, the people went nuts. In the World of Outlaws sprints, Dave Blaney picked up the win. He hadn't been in victory lane with the World of Outlaws for 24 years, and on the last lap, he passed hodenschild for the victory and they said the people in the stands were just hollering blaney 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 and uh, big crowd very happy and rod george scored his first career win in the rush sprint cars uh, victory earned him 800 dollars. up to marion center speedway alex free picked up his first super late model win of the year in the number one cochran lynn geisler late model At the Dog Hollow uh, Speedway, Mike Doritsky took home the extra prize money in the Rush Late Models. West Virginia driver Ryan Montgomery invaded Dog Hollow and came away with the win in the Super Late Models. Then at Raceway 7 uh, in the Rush Late Models, Matt Latta scored his first win of the year. In the UMP Modifieds, it was Mike Kinney. Uh, Jared Young scored in the Econo Mods and Paul Davis in the Street Stocks.
4: The Earth Speedway, it was Jamie Colwell, his first ever win at the Bird in the pro stocks. Nick Erskine in the semi-lates, and in the pure stocks, Tim Stite. And in the late models, Paul Paul Cott came out on top.
3: And at State Line, the super late models went to Dave Hess. Dave then came back and scored in the UMP Modifieds. The rush late models went to Steve Dixon, and the pro stocks to John Boardman. You know, Haudenschild's got to be getting gun-shy here. His misfortune was uh, gravels gain at Attica. Sheldon Haudenschild dominated until lap traffic wreck with two laps to go. The Worcester, Ohio native was coming for the white flag Friday night, just as the one-third, he was like a third of a mile away from collecting a wildly popular home state win at Attica, but then all went south. Running ahead of him, DJ Fos lost his left rear tire, spun around in turn four, leaving Haudenschild with nowhere to go as the number 17 plowed into him, turning the win over to David Gravel. Hopefully this upcoming weekend will be just as productive.
4: I'm hoping so, Don. It's, you know, it's going to be special for so many people. It's going to be Memorial Day. Again, for a lot of people, it's a three-day weekend, but it's uh, for many of us, it's a very touching tribute to those people that have served their country and, 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 and paid the ultimate price. So, again, uh, I'll be ha- happy to have a great weekend, but also you know, kind of sad when Memorial Day comes around on Monday.
5: I thank you. You have a nice evening.
4: You do the same, Don.
5: This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the Greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. A message for all
6: racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
7: Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating is there when you need them. They feature concrete pressure washing and seal coating. They can also provide handyman services. Tawan Baker, the owner of Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating, is a big fan of local racing and would appreciate a chance to discuss suggestions on how to make your home or business look great. He would be happy to provide you with a free estimate. The appearance of your home is important, and your driveway is the first thing people see when they arrive. A driveway at your business tells possible customers a great deal about your products or services. Remember, you only get one chance to make a good impression. Night and day asphalt seal coating is there when you need them. For additional information, call Tawan Baker at 724-620-7830. That's 724-620-7830 for night and day asphalt seal coating. More rapid on racing with Don Gamble and Bill Rebar.
3: There's so a lot of action at Jennerstown on Saturday night, and we're going to talk to the man in charge, Bill Rebar. Bill, good evening. How are you?
8: Doing well, Don. Thanks for having me.
3: A lot of good racing. I mean, a couple of guys doubled up. Uh, why, don't, uh, why don't we start with that?
8: Yeah, it was very exciting racing, a lot of hard racing and a lot of hard hits that we'll talk about here. As you mentioned, we had a couple guys double up. They're our first repeat winners of the year. Tom Golick, veteran driver from West Newton, PA. Town auto record modified. He started in the sixth position. Now, Don, normally everyone has to start in a redraw, either 10th or 12th position. However, if someone in front of you elects to go to the back, uh, Brad Milburn had some mechanical issues, didn't want to take a chance of wreck in the field, and another driver also moved to the back, well, that advances Tom's row. row. So Tom actually got to start a little higher up. Than where he would have since he won last week. Uh, and that played right into his hands. As the race got started, we had some hard wrecked, close racing. And at the end of it, Tom prevailed, doubling up with his second win in the season in two consecutive weeks. Uh, really exciting racing in the modified division. Wish those guys and gals would just tone things down a little bit. I don't like to see wheels and fenders get knocked off, and they don't even have fenders on, so you know they're hitting pretty hard. <laughs> Also doubling up in the one-stop auto AutoCell Pro Stops was Will Heminger. We talked about him last week. 14 years old, goes out, wins his first race last week, has to start in the eighth position on eight cars, and what's he do? He starts in the back, and he meticulously works his way through the field. He's patient. He's 14 years old, Don, patient. Gets all the way to the front, runs down veteran driver Chris Brink, who also has a win this season on opening night. And on the last turn, coming out of turn four, slideways, Will Hemminger beats Chris Brink to the start-finish line for not only his second career win, but his second career win in two weeks. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, Dawn, you always hear me talk about the crowd at Jennerstown Speedway. We had a enormous crowd Saturday night, and it just was Thrilling to hear the excitement and their voices screaming on their feet watching Will Hemminger take that victory once again in the One Stop Auto Cell Pro Stocks. Really exciting racing. And I told you, Don, I said in two years, that'll be the biggest division at Jennerstown, and I said it was going to produce great racing, and we're already doing that in year one.
3: Well, Will's grandpap was good. His dad was good. They both won a lot. But I think Will might be better than both of them.
8: Absolutely. He has such a Vanessa about his racing style. Uh, he has excellent tutelage with his family, but he also has great help from Barry Audie. I mean, he is just a likable guy that is just turning heads, and I think the sky's the limit for that young man. He's also very quiet, very humble, and we have a great time with him, so we're really excited for him. Great. Also, as we continue down through, uh, we had a new winner in the Fast and Furious 4 sponsored by the Somerset Trust Company. Michael Saylor, it's not his career first, but it is his first of the 2021 season. Michael Saylor to Stoney's Victory Lane in the Fast and Furious 4. Also, in the Farmers Union Co-op Charger Division, Scott Mitchell took his first win of the division for the season. Uh, we had 12 Farmers Union Co-op Chargers on the property. That division seems like it's going to continue to grow. There's a few other cars that are out there that are going to make their way to the track. It's like anything, Don. I think last year when we started four or five weeks late, everybody kind of got into rhythm and thought race season didn't start until that much later. So we're still waiting on some cars to get out, but excellent racing. Uh, unfortunately, had some guys knock some doors off, scratch some fenders. Justin and suffered some damage, Kyle Burke holder, uh, But they'll be able to get those things bolted back together, and hopefully we see them back out here in two weeks. And that brings us to the Martell's Pharmacy late model. Uh, Don, we had what I would say is one of the most horrific accidents I have seen in my 20-some years of following motorsports at short track racing with one of the most outstanding endings. Uh, During the heat race, Aaron Van Fleet, who's in his rookie season in the Martell's Pharmacy late model, had a little bit of contact, hit the outside wall, and the car went into a barrel roll on top of the wall, down the backstretch wall, and he landed about 30 feet outside of the track behind the scoreboard. Uh, The car actually landed on its wheels, thank God, burst into flames, and the response time from the Jennerstown Volunteer Fire Department is outstanding. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I would put these folks up against anybody in the country in short track racing. Uh, Fortunately, Aaron was unharmed, climbed out under his own power, walked away from the vehicle. Uh, The car has suffered devastating damage. Um, Just very, very lucky that that young man is okay. Once again, hats off to the emergency service providers, the other drivers, the other crews that helped, the officials, just a terrible, terrible incident with a great outcome because of everybody's patience and knowledge of what to do, and thank God Aaron's okay.
3: Yeah, I saw pictures, and that looked like a really tough, hard hit.
8: It really was, and you know, one thing when you're rolling and you're flipping, you're actually dissipating energy, so it was terrible watching him barrel roll, but that was the best thing that happened rather than him hitting something and just coming to abrupt stop, so Uh, We're happy he's okay. Uh, We'll keep you updated on the show as we hear more if he'll be back out this season or not. But when it came feature time, it was all Gary Wiltrout all the time. Uh, Gary Wiltrout picked up his first win of the 2021 season, who's actually the third different winner of the season. Uh, Opening night winner Teddy Gabala suffered some pretty severe damage uh, with another car going down the backstretch. Teddy retired his machine very early in the vent for fear of blowing a tire, suspension breaking, and causing even more catastrophic damage. So with Teddy Gabala out of the race, it was pretty much off to the races for Gary Wiltrow, But right there in tow, we talked about him on the show for his third consecutive top five finish of the 2021 season. Jeremy Schaefer, Don, there's someone you need to watch. This young man is working out of his garage with his dad, his uncle, and a few other crew members only in his second season in the Martellus Pharmacy Late Models, three top fives in 2021. Uh, Directly behind Jeremy was last week's winner, Barry Audi, and Mike Heminger finished fourth with his best race finish of the season. So really great racing on the mountain. Um, We had highlights. We had low lights, We have a lot of wrecks, which, folks, as a general manager, I hate wrecks. I don't want to see anyone get hurt. I know a lot of race fans like them. I like good, close, clean, hard racing. Uh, we don't want to see anyone get hurt. We don't want to see anybody ruin their season by not being able to come back out. But uh, very exciting. If you don't think you've got your money's worth on Saturday night, you probably don't have a pulse, done.
3: That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Check their pulse. Hey, I understand there's going to be some time changes uh, this coming week.
8: Yes, the NASCAR Will and Modified Tour will be on the property this Saturday, May 29th, for the Jennerstown Speedway Salutes 150. They have some outstanding events planned for the opening ceremonies. There won't be a dry eye in the house. Uh, everything from taps, bagpipes, 21-gun salute. Absolutely amazing, amazing uh, procession that they have planned. Uh, they actually, the, the division, the tour is sponsored by Will and & Dawn, and they always have the Will & Badge on the windshield. And I'm sure they pay a pretty substantial amount of money to have their name there. Well, they have actually agreed to move their name to the sides of the cars and allow all the NASCAR Will Modified drivers to carry the name of a fallen veteran on their windshield, which is just remarkable. I mean, that is so respectable and admirable that that company would do that. Um, So we're really appreciative of that. But as you mentioned time changes, the main parking lots will open at noon. So at 12 p.m., the parking lots will open. People can get into the parking lot. We know we have a lot of people traveling from out of the area. At 2.30, the grandstand gates will open. So at noon, you can get onto the property. At 2.30, you can actually enter the concourse. You can purchase tickets at the gate. Adult tickets are $30. Kids 12 and under are free. Uh, the local practice is from 245 to 325. 5 p.m. will be the late model heat races for the Martellus Pharmacy late models, followed by the Stoytown auto Rector modified heat races. 545 will be NASCAR Willen modified two-lap car single-car qualifying. 615 will be the 30-lap late model race. Dawn, yes, we run 40-lap uh, races during the normal season. We extended that this year. However, when this schedule and timeline was made, we were still running 30-lap features. So to maintain that TV production, we will run 30 laps in the late model, and that will be followed by the 20-lap Stoystown Auto Rector Modified feature. And at 7.15, pre-race ceremonies will begin on the front stretch. This is something that everybody will want to see. We want to see you in person. However, if you can't make it out to the show, you can tune in on NBC Track Pass and watch the NASCAR Willem modified tour live on NBC Track Pass Saturday night.
3: That is outstanding. And the tribute to the uh, fallen veterans, uh, that's wonderful. Uh, you have to respect the, the wheeling people to uh, allow this to happen.
8: I just think it's very admirable, Don. I mean, you know, we could sit here and say, oh, they should do that. But they don't have to. They're doing that because they want to, and I, I hats off to them, and we can't thank them enough to allow us to uh, do what we're doing here next Saturday.
3: Well, the magic on the mountain continues. Uh, any closing thoughts, anything we missed?
8: If you haven't ever seen the NASCAR Willow Modifieds in person, this is a must-see, not a miss show. You've got to get out there and see them this Saturday.
3: Bill, I thank you for an excellent report. We'll talk to you next week.
5: Thanks, Don. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Thomas Meat Market is a full-service
0: old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania where they've been for over 50 years. They hand select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Thomas, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party. A company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's
1: 724-352-2020. Number one Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery
6: Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers' competed late models, modifieds, pro-stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious 4s. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex.
7: And now back to Don Gamble and more rapping on Racing.
3: Our next guest is Kyle Burkholder, and... uh, He's the opening night winner up at Jennerstown. Kyle, uh, thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Don. I saw a really nice picture of you, your wife, the baby, and grandpa in Victory Lane. And I was trying to figure out who had the biggest smile.
9: Yeah, I, uh, yeah for sure. Everybody was pretty happy. It, it was a pretty good night.
3: <laughs> now, was Lindsay from a racing family or did you convert her?
9: No, she'd actually never been to a racetrack before she met me, so um she had a little adjustment to do but yeah. that's been she's been around for eleven years, so she's gotten pretty used to it now
3: well, and I'm sure that Charlotte, your four month old is uh she's getting indoctrinated real early, and that's a good thing i I know the answer, but I'd like to hear it. The fans would like to hear it. What was your reason for getting into racing
9: oh I mean I watched my grandfather do it since I was a month old and, um, at Motor Drum in Jennerstown. And so it just kind of followed in the footsteps,
3: I guess. He was a good driver. Very good. And I saw him win a lot of races, dirt and asphalt. Now, early on, you had some jobs that are kind of unique. Uh, you were doing the fuel tanks at Roaring Knob. Let's talk about that a little bit.
9: Yeah. So Papa and the racetrack was partnership in the racetrack and my brother was racing and, um, I I was about twelve years old, and they said, "I think you can go down and watch the fuel stand, and we'll give you a couple bucks every night." So that's what I did for uh, three years, and then after that, I started
3: racing there. Now you did five years in the go karts, six years in a dirt charger car, and one year at Jennerstown in the charger. Was the transition from the dirt to the asphalt difficult?
9: Yeah, getting me used to not throwing it into the turn that took about half the season last year, and. And to get the car to work right, that's the same car we ran on dirt. Um, We just had some trouble getting it back to where it needed to be on asphalt for sure.
3: It's a pretty car. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the best part of your racing experience?
9: Uh, The people that you meet. I can go from here to Florida on vacation and always run into somebody from a racetrack from somewhere. Um, My wife always said that it doesn't matter how far away from home we go. You always know somebody, and it's always somebody from the racing community. It's, um, so, it's, so it's always good people, too.
3: When yeah. she's traveling with you, does she want to put a bag over your head so you don't have to stop and talk to all these people? Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> sometimes. She's gotten used to it now, though. Toughest part, the time, the time commitment, and the competition. But if you couldn't go racing, what would you do?
9: Um, I'd probably have an old hot rod or muscle car or something, drive around the shoes, fix it up, spend all my money there. But um, I like the competition part, so I'll stick to Pick the racing for sure.
3: Your most memorable moment in racing?
9: My uh, first one on dirt, my first one on asphalt were, were probably the highest peaks, but honestly, um, working in the garage with my dad and my brothers, and, and uh, those are probably the most memorable moments because you just never forget them, all the good times we had in there.
3: The quality time with family at the garage or in the pits is pretty special because at the racetrack on any given night, Max, you might be on a track for one hour, but the other six and a half days of the week, you're with family and you can't put time in a bottle. And that is so special. And, and if, if grandpap can be there, I mean, that just adds a little something special to it because I'm sure he's very proud of what you've done. And I agree. That's, that's what it's all about. How did you pick your number?
9: Uh, Pap was 26, and Kenny, when he started racing go karts, he took 26. And then when I got one, um, my uncle Christopher was 27, and it just kind of fit the build to make my car 27. So that's where I stuck
3: with. Now your your goal is you'd like to move up the different uh, divisions in the ladder, so. After, let's say, you have several successful seasons uh, in this division, what would be your next step?
9: I'm really interested in the new pro-stock division. Can't wait to watch it kind of build throughout the year and see what it turns into. i only seeing it run one night, and they only have about eight, nine cars right now. But I think it's going to build up, and it's going to be a pretty good division. It'll be cheaper than a, a regular late model and maybe get to learn how to work on a chassis some.
3: Well, what Billy Rebar and the new owners have done is exactly what you said. They have created a division that's you know, its a step from where you are into maybe a late model in the future, but budget-wise... It's a win-win for everybody, and I think that division's going to grow big because there's a lot of guys in racing. Maybe they have an old late model. Chucky Kessler's a good example, and they want to race, but they don't want to mortgage the house to do it, so a wise move on their part, and I want to go back to your first uh, win at Roaring Knob. I'm pretty sure I was there for that race. Didn't know the connection between you and Bob at the time, but uh, it uh, it was a nice deal. Uh, fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Kyle Burkholder, the winner on opening night at the Jennerstown Speedway. Okay, um, a lot of things have to happen in order to uh, make this operate, and you got a nice list of sponsors, and I'd like you to mention them.
9: Yeah, all my sponsors are family-owned, great people, um, Arson Trucking, Morocco Welding, Brooks Camper Sales, Penn Summit Insurance Agency, Show Cattle Company, May Kitchens, Hendrix Taxidermy, and uh, Caitlin Rose Band.
3: Uh, I understand that uh, one of your sponsors is the Caitlin Rose Band. Let's uh, talk a little bit about that, because having a musical group as a sponsor, that's kind of unusual.
9: Yeah, Caitlin is going to be my sister-in-law here in about two months, and um, she's at the racetrack video, and every Saturday night, as long as she's not at a gig singing, and uh, we appreciate her doing what she does for us, and... We like going and listening to her sing. Hopefully she can uh, continue singing and maybe get into something a little bit bigger later on.
3: What type of music does she do?
9: Uh, she sings country music. Um, she's really good at uh, Miranda Lambert. She, she knocks that out of the park for sure.
3: I love country music, so I'm going to have to meet Caitlin when I get up to the track. All right, how about your crew?
9: Yeah, my dad and both my brothers, Colby and Kenny, and um, Austin, <clears> to <throat> be my cousin, They're they're the main guys, and then uh, Derek comes to the racetrack every Saturday if we need a helping hand. He's always available. But um, those guys are uh, those guys make it happen. I, there's times I work a lot of long hours, and I can count on those guys to get stuff done for me and without even asking. So can't thank them enough for everything they do.
3: 2004 acme speedway go-kart champion 2013 roaring knob charger champion pretty impressive statistics and i got a feeling 2021 there might be a championship with your new effort we're coming up on a commercial are there any closing thoughts anything you would like to add
9: yeah i just uh want to thank my wife and for being so supportive and um helped me through the way everybody my whole entire family but uh my wife puts up with a lot so can't thank her enough
3: racing wives are the greatest women on earth well not not just wives mom sister uh girlfriend anybody that's that puts up with the long hours and the aggravation of a bad night at the races is a special lady and it sounds like lindsey's pretty good for you. And I want to thank you for being with us tonight and wish you good luck for the new season.
5: All right. Thank you very much, Don. Appreciate it. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive.
6: A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
2: Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the Admar Construction Equipment Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns, and the Crawford Auto Repair 4-cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falconi's. Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Jook George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania motor speedway and on twitter it's at pa motor speedway
5: since 1974 environmental air incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and hvac services in the greater pittsburgh area they're a commercial sheet metal contractor founded in 1974 by glade neal environmental air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by paul and craig neal The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. And now more
2: Rappin' on Races with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. Saturday night at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, a very special night as we honored the late Josh Langer. Josh Langer hobby stock winner and the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club champion down through the years. Drove a pro stock for a while and unfortunately at the tender age of 40 he succumbed to pancreatic cancer. So we worked with the Langer family and worked with our race director Rich Mason. We had a couple of ceremonies. Uh, Jim Langer, his father, uh, took a lap or so around the track while everyone in the pits came out and cheered him on on the front stretch. And then at the beginning of the pro stock race, the 11 car, uh, which has been brought out as a tribute car to him uh josh langer was driven by pete loria and we held a missing man formation for josh langer and all that went really really well very emotional night to kick off our evening on saturday night racing on the track wow nice night of racing all wrapped up by a couple of minutes after 10-6 divisions at PPMS, a couple of weird things happened. The 65Q car, a four-cylinder of Derek Quigley, took a weird turn, got booted and punted right into the infield where he tore down one of the light poles. That light pole, the wires grabbed the, the next light pole next to it and tore it down. So we were missing a couple of light poles. We got some uh, portable lighting in place back there in the turn two backstretch area, and we got underway yet again, and a full night of racing was on hand. All started off. With the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, Daryl Charlier winding up in victory lane in that 114 car from Ben Laboon. Laboon always with the 114 Pro Stock down through the years and the 112 as well. Now the 114 car is uh, another 114 car that is, is a Rush Dirt Late Model. And Charlier, the driver, uh, he now picked up his win in the Rush Late Models. Rorick Automotive Rush Late Model, Dirt Late Models' second-place finisher was Zach Morrow, followed by Tommy Schoenhofer, Zach Gunn, Jake Gunn, Noah Brunel, Tony White, Bill Kessler, Joseph Petriglia, and last week's winner, Dan Lepro. The heats were won by Zach Morrow and Zach Gunn. And after a well-deserved victory in a very convincing, commanding Lead and victory by Daryl Charlier. He came to the attention of Dave Oliveri in Victory Lane.
10: Congratulations, Daryl. Thank you, Dave. I was just telling the fans I had a chance to talk to you in Victory Lane last night, and you said I really hope I'd see you tonight. And again, I must be a good luck charm. But starting on the pole here at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is a really big advantage. But I watched you throughout the race, and even through the cautions, the car just ran normally we see daryl run very high up against the wall the car through one and two and three and four you just were able to put it through the middle
11: yeah i mean uh i think we put together a good car tonight that was able to run very strong through the middle typically you'll see me against the wall uh, but there wasn't a whole lot of bite up there tonight for us and uh i think the middle was where it needed to be
10: i know it's unorthodox for me but uh it put us here in victory lane so what goes through Daryl's mind when you have these leads of four and five seconds and you have a restart, and again, much like last night, you had one with three to go? Uh, at this point, I get used to it. It
11: seems like every time we're out front or, or something like that, we've got to deal with three or four cautions. Uh, usually it takes me a few laps to get going, so you know, I know that I've got to be up on top of the wheel when that restart starts. And uh, 48 had a really good jump that last one. He actually took
10: advantage of me there a little bit. I was just glad I was able to get back by him by turn two. We traditionally see you in the 114 in the pro-stock division. This deal with the, um, we'll say it, the crate late model, late model be it, whatever you want to call it, is kind of new for you and Ben this year. Let's just tell the fans a little bit about it.
11: Yeah, so this is a new deal that we got together. Uh, Really got to thank our sponsor, Brad, from Centerline Collision, which thankfully he's here tonight to see this win. Uh, He's the one to put the whole thing together, Um, you know, during the offseason. He was like, hey, let's move up, let's do some crate racing uh, luckily, I had a lot of experience in the crate racing, so it seemed like a good fit. And uh, I'm glad we've been running strong real, uh, all year, and uh, it was nice to pick up a win in third week out.
10: Besides the folk at Centerline Collision, anybody else that's a uh, part of this team?
11: Oh, for sure. Three Rivers Carding, J&J Auto, Bud's Place, Bob Siemens Garage Doors, uh, Posties. I'm, I'm sure there's many more. I got to get used to all the names. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, especially the crew and uh, the family and, and all the fans for coming
10: out tonight. You have representatives here from the Pittsburgh Circle Track and Twin State Auto Racing Club. So, Daryl, congratulations on win number one in the, in the late models. Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, your winner tonight in the Roark Automotive late models, Daryl Charlier
2: first of nine visits by the Rush Sportsman Modifieds was Saturday night at PPMS. The Rush Sportsman Modified, starting out as a young division about a half a dozen or eight years ago, now up to uh, many, many cars around the region. Uh, we had 11 of them, sorry, catch that 12 of them at uh, PPMS on Saturday night and coming out on top after two heat races won by Justin, or rather Chaz Wolbert and Justin Shea. It was Justin Shea picking up the victory over Wolbert. Tony Tattenhurst, Jordan Ehrenberg, Benjamin Easler out of Lyonsville, Pennsylvania. Different Ben Easler than we're used to with uh, Sylvan's son. Uh, Not him, but Cole Holden coming in sixth in the two-car. Then Brandon Ritchie, Chelsea Cricket, Calvin Clay, and Greg Porter rounding out the top ten in the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. In the Admar Construction Equipment Penn, Ohio Pro Stocks. A couple of visitors coming around that only come a few times a year when we're leading up to the... Ed Laboon Memorial. And this time around we had uh, none other than Rocky Kugel and uh, Chris Schneider. And Schneider winds up in a very familiar position and that is being interviewed on Victory Lane. Dave Oliveri had a chance to talk to Schneider down there as well. And Schneider's pretty excited about the upcoming Laboon race. Noah Brunel comes in second. Kugel, as I mentioned, he finished third. Then Kachuba. Nick Kachuba, that is. 60-H of Brian Hutchko was fifth. Sixth, seventh, and eighth were Brett McDonald. Pete Lauria in the 11C car and Mike Anderson. In the hobby stock division, yet again, we say it a million times. This division, in just seven short years, uh, in my tenure, Don, has grown from five or six cars in a feature race. We had a full field of 24 hobby stocks in the pits on Saturday night. And when it was all said and done, very exciting race. Uh, Lots of attrition, and most of it up front. Cars would spin out, got a flat tire. Cars were in the top two or three. They would spin in front of the whole field and collect another car or two. It seemed like we would never, ever finish lap 11. But when we finally got underway yet again to finish the 15-lap feature event, it was Frank McGill standing in victory lane talking to Dave Oliveri.
10: If you would have had any luck this year, I would say you've had to have bad luck. It's just been, and as a driver's standpoint, from a team standpoint, that has to play on your emotions. You know, you come in here and you want to be competitive, and you're competitive every week, but when you take the car and it's on a double hook and you got to work on it all week, the car was fast and I, you know, Cody got up there and to challenge you, but caution after caution, but you ran the high line, Cody runs the high line, he had four restarts in a row. That pole jack power definitely powered you down, but he was clean. He he, he didn't. He gave you all the room he did. He would have had a pass on the bottom, but you know how good does it feel with like I said, all, all the misfortune you guys had as a team to put it in victory land here at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. It feels really good. The track was a little slick, but the top side I uh, got the car to stick, so I
11: just held it there and went out and just got it done.
10: It's interesting because you guys were the first division tonight to actually go up top. You know, Daryl and all the guys said it was a little bit, you know, slimy up there, but you run well up there. Cody runs well up there. Again, congratulations on the win. I don't, see, I don't. I see an 05. But, you know, let's. I know there's sponsors on there, and let's yeah. talk about them.
11: Oh, uh, I'd like to thank my mom and dad, A and F Engineering, uh, Hodge Garage Automotive, uh, uh, Elizabeth Lawn and Landscape. Oh, no, I don't even remember you all. Just. AJ, a
10: From a brother's standpoint, how fun was it racing with your little brother?
11: Oh, it's a lot of fun. Especially well, when we're side by side being competitive out there. It's extremely fun.
10: I'm sure mom and dad weren't too happy about that. I see some sweat in the back straightaway. But, uh, again, congratulations on your win tonight. There's representatives from the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club here in the Twin State Auto Racing Club. Fans, one more time, let's give a round of applause for Frank McGill, your winner in the Hobby Stock Division. Cody Catellus
2: finished second. Carly Kovacs, John Kane, Ben Anton rounded out the top five. Jonathan Catellus, Adam Feree, Tony McGill, Jacob Weiser, and Tom Anton making up the top ten. And Adam Feree, Cody Catellus, and Tony McGill picked up the heat race wins. In the Crawford Auto Repair four-cylinder feature event, well, it was Matt Kiesel. Another guy got to grab a checkered flag and take that coveted victory lap all the way around the track for his very first victory in that division did Matt Kiesel in the 3K car. Chris Knight came in second, Matt Knight third, Eric Reynolds fourth, Craig Rudolph rounded out the top five. Then it was John Gill, Noah Bubeck, Travis Corbin, Lucas Weaver, and Bill Tennant making up the top ten in the Crawford Auto Repair four cylinders. And in the Young Guns feature... Doubles up his win total is Logan Catellus in the 5K car. Cameron Hollis, Hollister in the 44, the only other winner this year. He comes in second. Kirsten Chernick in the 5X car, coming in third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Gavin Catellus, Emerson Laboon, and that's Emmy Laboon. That is uh, Ben Laboon's uh, daughter, her his middle daughter, now driving a young gun car. And Cameron Lambert, he was a scratch on the field. He was here, but I uh, placed him in sixth in the young gun division next week it's the 410 sprint cars presented by falcone's moon township automotive first of six visits this year and then the big one comes on june the 5th for the penn ohio psx series the pro stocks will be here for the ed laboon memorial Uh, car council been a little suspect this year at pms for the pro stocks it will not be that way On June the 5th, expect at least 50 pro stocks to show up for no less than $5,017 to the winner. So a big one coming up on June the 5th. Make sure you're here for that. And as always,
5: for wrapping on Racing, this is Jim Zufall. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck & Automotive.
7: Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating is there when you need them. They feature concrete pressure washing and seal coating. They can also provide handyman services. Tawan Baker, the owner of Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating, is a big fan of local racing and would appreciate a chance to discuss suggestions on how to make your home or business look great. He would be happy to provide you with a free estimate. The appearance of your home is important, and your driveway is the first thing people see when they arrive. A driveway at your business tells possible customers a great deal about your products or services. Remember, you only get one chance to make a good impression. Night and day asphalt seal coating is there when you need them. For additional information, call Tawan Baker at 724-620-7830. That's 724-620-7830 for night and day asphalt seal coating. Every day when they
6: open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. I Want to tell you a little bit about. The
3: On Point Beer Distributor, you know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Larnerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724 285 6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have.
7: And now, more Rapid On Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris.
12: Fans, joining me now on the phone is the promoter of Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week, Tyler Baikner. Tyler, how are you doing this evening?
13: Tyler, how are uh, how are you doing? Thanks for thanks for having me on.
12: No, no problem. Thanks for being on. Uh, I really appreciate it, and it's a, it's an exciting time to be talking about this. The 2021 Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week is coming up upon us here. Uh, so go ahead. It's going to start on June 2nd, and it's going to wrap up on June 6, 2021. And uh, this is the guy bringing it to you all. Um, so Tyler, um, as I said, very exciting. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about the actual Speed Week itself. Let's talk about how this all came up and why you decided that you wanted to take on the responsibility of promoting such a big event.
13: Yeah, well, it, it kind of uh, – it, it was a long, drawn-out process, uh, mainly of, of just myself, pretty much just in just Excel running different numbers. And not from, from my perspective as much as um, the, the track's perspective. And I've had the privilege of, of working at a number of different tracks in Western PA and with different series interacting. Um, so I, I have a pretty good idea of, of what's feasible in terms of a show and purse and person, things like that. Um, and I think I could put that in a realistic mindset. So from the onset, it was, you know, I, I knew what I wanted to do. Um, it was just trying to figure out how it would be beneficial to the drivers and still make sense for all the tracks. And I think we have a, a pretty good setup here that, that attacks both of those sides.
12: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the, the price breakdown and everything like that. All the information for the event, by the way, can be found on westernpaspeedweek.com. That is the official website of Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Weeks. Um, you can get the price, the point fund breakdown and everything like that. But we'll go ahead and talk about it here just in case uh, fans don't have the opportunity to hop on uh, in the immediate future. But um, let's talk about the very beginning you actually told me prior to the interview that this was actually close to having the plug pulled on it and what changed that from happening?
13: So you're, you're exactly right. Um, I had all of the tracks buy in actually relatively quickly. Um, you know, a couple of phone conversations back and forth on, on what, you know, what the purse would be and what, what the tracks would be putting into it, when their dates would be, what nights they'd be filling. Um, we had that relatively early, I'd say about mid to late fall. Um, but I didn't want to put anything out there without you know, having the, the proper sponsor backing to, to get it going to, to provide a points fund. And then in the same facet, none of the tracks would you know, obviously not want to put it on their schedule. And then if I don't come through on my end, um, you know, they'd have to pull it off and that's just kind of a bad look. So we were both kind of dragging our feet. I was working the phones, emails, social media, um, behind the scenes, just trying to get what, what I felt, you know, a comfortable sponsor backing to, to commit to it. Um, and we we put out the release, I don't know if January 19th is the exact date. It sounds right in my mind anyway. Um, so I think that's when we went live with our website and Twitter and Facebook and our in our first press release, um, which, you know, it all got a lot of positive feedback. If you would have asked me probably a week prior to that, I, I couldn't have told you it was going to happen. It, it all came together that quick at the end. Um, I, I don't want to say that I wanted to pull the plug, but it was definitely on the table. And, and not because I didn't think it was feasible anymore, but it was almost getting too late in the year, I think, to, to add to all these these track schedules. you know, They were, they wanted to get them out. I was holding, holding up a couple of them um, from doing that. So we were up against the deadline, but... We had a couple couple good sponsors um, step up to the plate, really want to see this happen, and they, they gave us the opportunity to, to go ahead with it.
12: And from what I'm seeing as far as the sponsors go, I see a press release from January 25th that welcomed Schaefer Specialized Lubricants as the Speed Week title sponsor, and then not long after, on the 31st, JS Bova Excavated joins as the presenting sponsor. Well, are those two of the main sponsors that you might be talking about as far as jumping on board to really help fuel the, the speed week along and, and get it to where we can pretty much guarantee that it was going to happen?
13: Exactly. Those are the exact two. Schaefer specialized lubricants. Uh, more specifically, Mark McIver, he's he's the rep um, in the north, northwestern PA area. Um, I believe he's based out of Titusville. but And, and I've been talking back with him since uh, probably right around Thanksgiving time. Um, and it was just, you know, he had to go through corporate and different things. And and we finally, you know, agreed to some numbers that would make sense for them and for us. Um, and then shortly after that, I I was working directly with Cody Bova, who most of you will know from racing, but, but his family's company, his, his his mother and father, um, started JS Bova excavating just a handful of years ago. Um, big supporters of sprint car racing. I know they were heavily involved with Mercer, um, a couple years ago and getting a couple shows running there. And yeah, those those two definitely. Um, without them, th- this wouldn't have been a thought, and, and very few people would have ever known about it. So, kudos to them. Um, you know, not just for stepping up to the plate, but but really wanting to help out sprint car racing and, and the Western PA racing scene in general.
12: Absolutely, yeah, it's great to to see those two guys jump on board. But there are other sponsors, of course, as well. Um, that are definitely helping out. And that might be not necessarily from a title sponsor, or presenting sponsor, but um, you have like the Knox Bakery Quick Time Award, um, where the out. Knox Bakery is going to jump in and, and uh, help um, pay out some additional money for uh, Quick Time Awards. You got the Rustler Sales and Service Hard Charger Award. Um, so you have a few of these sponsors coming in to actually put money back into the purse or toward prize funds uh, for the drivers.
13: Yeah, we, we have a really great. I'll, I'll run down through the list quick, but but, but our great sponsors that, that are backing the the points fund, um, Mobile Bail Bonds, who who most of you have seen or heard on on Darren Pfeiffer's number twenty three sprint car. They um, they're they're ones that reached out to me. They didn't have any prior knowledge of this of this coming out, um, and I'd say it was less than forty eight hours after the press release was, was hot off the press. That, that they were sending an email to me, hey, how can we get involved? They they just, you know, they, they're they a group that loves racing um, and, and just, it, it was awesome to see that support right off right off the bat. It, it, I felt a little better anyways, personally. Um, but but there's way more than there, just, just them. Um, affordable powder coating out of Grove City, World of Wheels, McClung Auto Body, um, McCandless Ford, um, really, really stepped up. They were our first ones to, to come on board and really... Um, give us a, a, a suitable point fund that I think we, we have. And, you know, it's, it's paying out to the top 10 spots, um, a total of 7500 bucks, which is great for our first year. Um, so, and, and then you already t- touched on the Knox Bakery and Wrestler Sales and Service with the contingencies, um, the Quick Time and Hard Charger Award, which I, I know this was covered in a press release. I'll, I'll try and make it brief and, and as simple as I can. Um, we have one flat amount that we're giving the entire week no matter how many shows we run so that means if we only run four shows or three shows the less number of shows we run the higher that that contingency award is going to be each night so a little extra incentive um, to the guys And, and i i wanted those companies to know that we appreciate your support but it's going straight to the drivers you know we're not we're not going to sit on any of this. So that, that was the main thing there. Um, And then we got hooked up with who's Tire mid Mid Atlantic Um, each night. We're going to be giving away a free right rear tire uh, at the driver's meeting. So yeah, we're, we're trying to help out any way we can. Um, Anything we can do to get a couple extra bucks in in the drivers or owners pockets. um, It's a plus in our book.
12: And the fact that um, Hoosier Tire Mid Atlantic is still honoring that, even through the current tire crisis, um, you know that's that's very respectable. Um, you know, it seems like a lot of a lot of helping hands getting involved. And and another thing to take into consideration too is you mentioned on it a little bit earlier. You said um, you know this is the first year, and um, of course this is an event that has been you know. Delayed for 20 years now has been out of you know out of it for about 20 years, and, and we're coming back now for the first year. So, um, I guess the the hope and the understanding that I that I would expect the fans to notice is yes, this might not be an Ohio Sprint Speed Week or a Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week that uh, you know we're used to seeing, but um, the fact that it is new and the fact that it's just taking off. Uh, You know, the thing that comes to mind is baby steps, and this is to me, this is more than a baby step. This is a step. This is a big step in in the right direction to making this a a, a thing that happens every single year. Um, And it seems like it has a good foundation underneath it, and it looks like it has a chance to to prosper um, as you know the years go on. Yeah,
13: that's that's definitely our goal. Um, Priority number one is to have a, a seamless year number one. Um, That's beneficial for all the tracks and and like I said um, Get a little more money in the driver's pockets. Hopefully the fans come out see some great racing Um, But but we definitely do have the intentions of you know trying to continue this um, years on down the road and Grow grow a little each year and and you never know what what the end has in store, but um, I think like you said We definitely have a good base here to work from and and we're excited
12: Absolutely as you should be and I'm looking at a couple of the quick numbers here uh, $10,000 will be paid out through a point fund and contingency awards. Um, and then, of course, $70,000 in total will be rewarded to teams and drivers through the five-night swing. So um, definitely some pretty notable numbers coming out of your first year. Um, fans, if you're just tuning in, we are speaking with Tyler Beekner. Um, he is the promoter of Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Weeks. We're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. When we return, we'll finish up with the interview.
7: RPS Financial Solutions and JWC JWCA are unaffiliated entities.
12: Fans, welcome back from the commercial break. We are speaking with Tyler Beekner, the promoter for Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Weeks, and uh, thanks again, Tyler, for for joining us this evening to talk about the week that is to come here from June second to June sixth. It, it's it's coming it's coming here soon. Um,
13: I, I'm ready for it and, and I think, you know, we're starting to get some of the driver feedback. I know fans have been kind of, kind of waiting. They, I know we, the, the release came out early in, you know, January, but it's here. I, I, I've been counting down the days for a while, but, but it's on our doorstep.
12: Absolutely. Yeah, it's coming quick. It's hard to believe it, it, it is, but uh, yeah, we're getting to that point in the year now where, where events like this are going to be coming up pretty quickly. So um, let's go ahead and talk about some of the tracks that jumped on board, um, and we'll kind of, I guess, break down the schedule. Would you like to actually go ahead and talk about the schedule and the tracks that have uh, jumped on board for those who may not know yet?
13: Yeah, absolutely. So so we're going to be running five straight nights, like, like you alluded to, um, Wednesday, June 2nd through Sunday, June 6th. And all five shows, are going to be paying an identical purse, um, which is a really strong purse for, for our area and, and even some other, other places where, where sprint cars run regularly. So each night, um, the 410 sprints are going to be running for 3000 to win, uh, 250 to start. Uh, we're going to be running a, a time trial format, if, if you fans um, have, have ventured over to, to Sharon or even over to Attica or Fremont. Um, it's a very similar qualifying format uh, within your heat. That, that I think everyone likes. Um, the drivers definitely love it. So we wanted to give them something that, that they could look forward to coming and running. Um, so the first night, Wednesday, June 2nd, is going to be up at Michael's Mercer Raceway in Mercer, Pennsylvania. They're going to kick it off. Interesting note, um, the last Speed Week to ever run, Western PA Speed Week back in 2000, Mercer also kicked it off on a Wednesday, and that was their first um, first show of that eight year run of speed week. So pretty cool. Um, I know this is not a new idea, so we're kicking it off with a, with a little nostalgia there. Um, the following night, Thursday, we're going to head over to Brookville PA to Thunder Mountain Speedway. And this is a track that doesn't run sprints a a whole lot. I would say they have less than a handful of shows. Um, probably in their history of four ten sprint shows. I know I went to two or three of them and, that is kind of the reason I'm the most excited for that, that track, only because it's probably the most level playing field, and, and you don't know what to expect. Um, so we're really excited about that show. And then the the Friday, June 4th, Saturday, June 5th, and Sunday, June 6th, we're going to be right right back to where Sprints can call home every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with Lernerville, Sharon, and Tri-City. Um, so we're incorporating a couple different tracks that, that – probably don't get all the shows they want. We're getting them an extra date with their midweek shows, and then you're going to see all the familiar faces and hopefully a couple outsiders um, at, at the regular night tracks.
12: How quick were these tracks to, uh, to jump on board with you? Were they all pretty excited and pretty eager to, to get their spot on the five-night show?
13: They were. They, they really were. Um, Lernerville and Sharon were the first two I approached. And there wasn't a whole lot of conversation. They said, "Yeah, if you can, if you can, you know, provide what you say you're going to provide, we're, we're definitely in. Count us in." Um, and, and the other, you know, my next stop was Tri City on Sunday because the, the the thing with those three dates is, yeah, anyone would would take them. Any any track would probably take those if I offered them. But you can't compete against those tracks if they're already running sprints. So um, you had to have the buy-in of the three standard Friday, Saturday, Sunday night homes the sprints before you could even think ahead to filling
12: the first two nights of Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And uh, it seems like it's been a whole very well thought out process. And um, it's great to see the tracks ready to jump on board and, and, and participate in this. And, and, and again, like we've already mentioned, help it grow and give a nice foundation. Very exciting stuff. Let's go ahead and talk about the um, potential drivers who we might be um, looking to see join for all five nights of the Sprint Speed Week. Um, do you have any but that you can kind of confirm right now, or is it still a little bit too early to tell?
13: Well, you know, I, I have a pretty good idea myself. Um, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of the, the familiar faces you're, you're used to seeing around here. I, I have, you know, pretty good sources of, of a couple, couple guys that, that you don't see around here. Very often, or maybe more than once or once or twice a year, that are also making plans to join us. Um, however, with that being said, you know we still have a, another few races until we get to that point. Um, you you never know who's going to get torn up, um, you know, blow a motor, something like that. The weather could play a role. You know, if the week's not looking great, which. My fingers have been crossed since January when we put the press release out. So let's pray for great weather. But I don't want to put any names out there yet um, because you never know what can happen. And I don't have to retract that. But all I'll say is stay tuned to our social media pages and the days leading up to um, June 2nd. And I think you'll be pretty excited at who you're going to see joining us.
12: Social media is such a great tool to help a promoter. (laughs) Honest to goodness, I can't imagine how much more difficult, you know, this. I guess it shouldn't be difficult, but in the same time, the the amount of exposure that you can get through through social media is just incredible. So another thing that we talked about, too, a little bit is um, there was rumors going on that flow racing might pick up the speed week and present it for the week. However, that has turned out to not be the case for this year, Um, but potentially in the future, depending on the success and the schedule of flow racing uh, in future years. um, Can we shed a little bit of light on that?
13: Yeah, I did have some discussions, um, not just with Flow. Um, they were certainly you know the the biggest streaming um, company I talked to. Then again, it doesn't get bigger than Flow, so that, that goes without saying. Um, so yeah, there were there were a number of different ones that either approached me or I approached them. We had pretty good dialogue, and all all of them um, showed pretty good interest. Um, it became more of a bandwidth issue. Uh, you see all these streaming companies really expanding, doing you know, following more series, doing all the series races, uh, all the weekly tracks that, that have all their races streamed now. Um, so it, be, it just became more of a bandwidth issue, and, and these companies not knowing, um, you know, if they could could find the employees, you know, the cameraman, um, the the tech men behind the scenes to to run five nights right where we are, right in the heart of summer. Um, so I. You never know what's going to happen in the future, but um, there's definitely interest. And let's let's keep our fingers crossed. Maybe it'll change in the next couple of years.
12: So if you want to check out the uh, Five Nights of Racing, you'll have to do it the old-fashioned way and, and purchase a ticket and uh, and actually pay admission to go see it. For the exception of Lernerville on Friday, uh, Lernerville's race on June 4th will actually be broadcasted live on Lernerville.tv. So at least one of the shows will be available to those who can't make it in person.
13: And, and absolutely. And one thing I forgot to mention earlier Um, This is a plus, I think, for for the drivers just as much as the fans. Um, If you actually start in the pits at Mercer and you you just make the round, so you drive straight to Thunder Mountain, down to Lernerville, back over to Sharon, and then up to Tri-City, you know, one of the knocks on Ohio Speed Week, which which, don't get me wrong, they're obviously doing something right with, with the huge car counts they get, but there's just so much travel, not even overall, but sometimes just overnight between traps um, and, and central PA kind of the same thing, not as bad, but you do a lot of backtracking. Um, if you start in the pits, like I said, at Mercer and and make the full round, you can do it in 251 miles. Um, that's all inclusive. So you're not going to find that anywhere else. You're not going to find five good paying sprint shows with a strong caliber of drivers, um, within that close proximity that, that soon. So, um, yeah, that's definitely the, Probably the biggest benefit we, we have going for us.
12: And plenty of hotel and lodging um, opportunities, too, in such a tight vicinity. So somebody who would want to travel from outside of the area and wants to stay for the five days, uh, ample opportunity to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, Tyler, uh, we're going to go ahead and come up on another commercial break here. Um, any closing thoughts on our discussion this evening? Anything that you would like to add that maybe we haven't touched yet, and uh, any extra perspective that you might want to um, to give us, the fans?
13: No, I think I think we did a, a pretty good job of giving a, a brief overview. Um, I just again want to want to thank you know I, I I can't say enough about you know the five tracks that stepped up, um, and then the sponsors that we listed before. Um, i i just can't you know it's 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 really not a whole lot to, to put this together I'm, I'm just the organizer i'm the i'm the record keeper is all I am um, but without these five tracks without the support of all our sponsors none of this would even be a thought so um, when you, when you see these companies you know make it every point you can to support them thank them when you see see them rep- representing at the track uh, because without sponsors not only here but but for weekly racing in general, um, it, it wouldn't be possible.
12: And if a company or a person would want to become a marketing partner with Western Pennsylvania sprint speed week, how would one get a hold of you in order to get that all set up?
13: So you can reach out to us. Uh, we have a, if you go to our website, com, we have a contact form through there that, that we can kind of start doing an email exchange. Um, but you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter. Our messages are always open. Um, my phone number and email is in the bottom of all our press releases, um, and we're open to any suggestions, any ideas, any way that, that fans or, or a company want to want to get involved. Um, if, if you want to support Western PA Speed Week in any shape, shape or form, big or small, um, I definitely encourage you to get in touch, and, and we can figure something out um, to, to, to get you involved.
12: All right, Tyler. Well, we are coming up on that commercial break, so uh, once again, thank you very much for your time, and thank you for all that you've done, and thanks to the tracks and everything for helping getting this thing together, and uh, we'll see you at the track, and, and you have a good evening, sir.
13: Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on.
5: This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating.
6: Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians.
2: That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the Admar Construction Equipment Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns, and the Crawford Auto Repair 4 Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone's Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Jook George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania. Motor Speedway and on Twitter it's at PA Motor Speedway. Thomas Meat Market
0: is a full-service old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania where they've been for over 50 years. They hand select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Thomas, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Coma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020.
7: And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri.
10: Listeners, we're at Midville Speedway, and joining us is Aaron Creed, the PR director for the series. Aaron, welcome to Rapid on Racing. Beautiful day here at the Speedway. I believe it's race number two. But first of all, we want to talk about the series as a whole. Last year, the directors made the decision with COVID to not race at all due to some personal reasons and just... For the safety of the drivers, the fans, and whatever. So that had to be a big decision
14: that you guys made last year. Yeah, it certainly was a tough one. Um, I, I mean, every series was going through some tough decisions, for sure, in 2020. And... Um, Yeah, we kind of just made the decision pretty much once June came. There was some uncertainty still in which tracks we could even race at. In fact, here at Midvale Speedway, we were scheduled to race in August, and we said, well, we might try to, but when we were talking in the springtime, we said, oh, we might try to resume in the summertime, and turned out that that weekend we were going to race in midvale the track was shut down for a couple weeks by the health department and then they resumed once again after those couple weeks but one of those weeks would have been the race we were weekend we were racing so a lot of uncertainty um just also with our competitors we have a quite a big footprint um of our competitor base that ranges from long island new york all the way down to tennessee and north carolina different states had different rules. Um, you know, almost our entire driver and team members work a full-time job for a living during the week. And, you know, some of them were impacted by that, um, and, you know, notified us, hey, I might not be able to get to this race if we're going to have it. And, uh, you know, some had jobs where they couldn't leave their state, um, even, you know, on a weekend. So, you know, with all of that combined, we, we made a difficult decision and we said, you know, Let's stop and regroup and, and come back strong in 2021.
10: As a series as a whole, when you take off a year, or even if it's on a normal year when you're trying to do a planning stage, sometimes when you're, you're not in the forefront of these speedways, they tend to forget you, but that wasn't the case this year, and we'll get to that in a little bit further, but the series came, has come back in 2021. Again, this is the second uh, race of the season here at Midville, but from... The driver standpoint, we've you know, you constantly because these guys race full times, as you said, you never know who you're going to get from week to week. And, you know, and from a series standpoint, when you say, okay, we're going to get commitments for 20 people for the race, and it's not like they're guaranteed to come. They something may come up, family related or work-wise, that they don't come. And like I know, even tonight, you expected a few more, but a strong field of cars. And let's just tell the listeners again, some of the drivers that are back in the series and some of the drivers uh, like Kevin Cromer, your champion that still follow the series.
14: Yeah, I mean, we have a pretty uh, pretty great base of drivers that, that have committed to this series, not just for this year, but for several years, and uh, Kevin Cromer is one of them. He's our 2019 champion, our most recent champion, and he uh, he's he's committed to the full season once again, and then uh, we have... Multiple other champions, Uh, Bob Schacht was our 2018 champion. He's come back for the full season. He only ran with us once in 2019. And uh, Ben Ebling is another driver that's won and has shown that he can run up front. And uh, this is the first time he's committed to running a full schedule. Um, In fact, here at Midvale, this was his first time. He was born and raised in Ohio, now lives in North Carolina. This is the first time he's raced in the state of Ohio since 1999 and he's he's not he's not that old of a driver he's so he was pretty young driver back then and uh went down south and and started a career down there and uh and we're glad to have you know a base of drivers like them brent nelson uh, jason kitzmiller who some might recognize from the arca series that have said we're running the full season this year so um even though we've had a few that you know had circumstances that have uh unfortunately they weren't able to make certain trips. Uh, Ron Langdon had some issues. He wasn't able to make the Dominion race uh, from Long Island and he's here this weekend. J.J. Pack was at Dominion. He's a past champion of ours but had some issues with the hauler. Wasn't able to make it here today. Both of them we expect to be back the rest of the season so you know we have a lot of drivers that come from various different backgrounds and uh, they all come together to run the Super Cup Stock Car Series. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Aaron Creed for the
10: Super Cup Series. And what we're going to do, we're going to take a pause for a commercial break, and we'll be right back.
6: Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stock, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Wheeled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the
7: Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri.
10: Listeners, we're back, and, and joining us is Aaron Creed from the Super Cup Series, and if you hear some noise in the background, we're sitting up here on a beautiful day in Midville, Ohio. Uh, there's some qualifying still going on, but Aaron, we've got two races coming up this evening, and before we get to that point, one of the things that the series did is this year i think it's in the state of pennsylvania i think the other one maybe kentucky and ohio correct me or kentucky and indiana if i'm wrong please correct me you're gonna do a piggyback where you're gonna be able to run multiple nights at two different tracks and what's nice about that it gives more seat time more racing for the drivers but also they don't incur the long travel expense to go back and forth to a track
14: correct it's something and with the schedule with with like you said earlier with um Kind of being off the radar a little bit, but Joe Schmaling, our series director, immediately the moment when we decided we're not going to run in 2020, he was on the phone with those tracks talking about 2021 already. So we have a very solid schedule of um, we're going, we have 20 races, um, 10 events, I guess you could say, um, but those weekends that you were talking about in june we're going to umi motorsports park in clearfield pennsylvania first race on the oval track there they've been doing some autocross racing in recent years first race on the oval track in at least five years so we're really excited about that and then the next day we turn around go to jennerstown speedway for the first of three visits and what's neat about that is like you said drivers only have to incur the travel um for one weekend but they get to race at two tracks and both races are going to be 75 lap features so the ones that like those little bit longer distance we normally run twin 50 races but like the longer distance of you know a particular feature from green to checkered they're going to really enjoy that and we're really expecting a very strong field come mid-june some drivers that haven't joined us for the first couple races some guys that you know some folks that are local to, you know, the Jennerstown area, will remember, um, such as Jared Brocker, and, uh, John Komarinsky, people like that are going to be, um, up there for, for that weekend, for sure, and, uh, yeah, and then September, we're doing it again, Salem Speedway on a Saturday, and Kentucky on a Sunday, and that's Kentucky Motor Speedway, a short track near Owensboro, Kentucky, where the Waltrip family, the Green family's all from, and, uh, yeah, that's going to be exciting as well, and we're going to have some you know, influence from some drivers from the Midwest that some folks might recognize previously from the Arca Series. Aaron, yeah, when our, our
10: listeners and our fans come to Jennerstown and Clearfield, being that's from Western Pennsylvania, you know we broadcast all over the United States. What will the fan that doesn't know about the Super Cup Series, when they look at the car, what is significantly different than it would be from a weekly asphalt late model to something on an Arca series and obviously the cup cars and the nationwide cars are completely different but from just the general I mean we're not gonna get into engine specs but from a body something let's say Kevin's driving or Lauren Butler's driving what would say okay geez we know that's a super cup car
12: well
14: they're heavier than the late models so the late models I think run around 28 28- 2900 pounds uh, an asphalt late model typically does and we're around the 3300 um, weight so very similar in weight and and a lot of different specs to what arca has run in the past what the old hooters pro cup series has run in the past most of our cars actually come from that but some of them actually are chassis that were running nascar you know say back even in going back to the 1990s or the 2000s so um we, we try to keep things inclusive, so there's there's you'll see a lot of different kind of um, specs when it comes to, you know, what the cars are running. You'll see some with a composite kind of body that the Pro Cup Series used to run, and others with a steel body with uh, and different noses and things like that. A J.J. Pack's not here, but he runs a Pontiac nose, which is exciting for the old school fans. Ron Langdon's got a, you know, a modern Chevy SS nose, so... You know, you'll see a whole variation, but we try to keep things inclusive to let drivers run what they have already so that they don't have to go out and buy a new motor, buy, you know, new parts for their cars and everything like that and and keep things even with the American Racer tire that we run and uh, and, and other different rules. We have a variation of motors. Bill Ashton um, runs in a CT525 motor that runs on pump gas and he's won before in the series so and we've had drivers win that didn't buy four new tires at the beginning of the day so you know we try to keep things very affordable as affordable as stock car racing can get
10: listeners just to wrap this up we've been talking to Aaron Creed from the Super Cup Series and Aaron one of the things that I want to do this year and I'll work in conjunction this myself and Don Gamble we're going to make it a pact to try, uh, maybe on a monthly basis, to reach out to, to your drivers in the series, so that our fans, our listeners, and people across the, you know the nation that if you know follow the Super Cup series will get a chance to hear from these drivers from their perspective what it's
14: like going on in 2021. Yeah, we're we're really looking forward to that, and uh, and I know that you guys have Tuan Baker with Night and Day Seal Coating now as a as a partner, and he's. One of the co-owners of our series, so it's a great connection that we have, and we always enjoy uh, spreading the word about our series with you all and wrapping on racing. Well, it's great having you. I hear we're hearing the page for the
10: drivers' meeting, so we, you, know, you got a lot of work to do. We look forward to some great racing this season, and we'll probably see you at Jennerstown later in the year. Thank you for having me.
5: This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating.
6: A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call
13: 1-800-894-4455. So what happened with not climbing the front straightaway fence? Not getting any younger, huh?
15: I told you this like the last three times I won. I'm too old for that shit. (laughs) I still want to see it, though. Hell of a race. Had to hold off. How about the old man coming up second? He chased you the whole way. I thought he might hit you with a slide job. I was waiting for it. I'd said in the heat races, this is his kind of track. I knew I'd, I was looking for him that whole race. Like, even when I was, you know, fourth or fifth, I was looking for him. This is just one of the best nights I've ever had in racing. Not, not going to lie. Like, we lost my grandpa this winter, and I know he was out here bitching at us both to get going. So, here we are. Certainly paid off. Big feature win. Got a good crew, family. Who all do you need to thank other than dad who came home in second? Who all do you need to thank to make it possible? Uh, there's there's so many people, you know, I'm looking for help every night in the pits. I get Jeremy Cornball. I mean, he's always there for me. He has been for years. Uh, Nate, everybody, Zach, my parents, George Frederick. I mean, we kind of teamed up with him this year, and I couldn't be happier. Like, he gives me the inspiration to win again, so... It feels good to have someone like him. I mean, all my sponsors, Soapsack Electric, uh, McBride Farms, Young Funeral Homes, they're here in the stands tonight. I hope they came down. I don't see them. But, uh, I mean, this, this is a huge win. I haven't won here in a year or two, and that sucks. So, <laughs> Well, glad to see you back at Victor Lane. Enjoy
5: it. Have a good night. How about a big hand for the wheelman, Brandon Mattis. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated.
6: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians.
2: That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rurik Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the Admar Construction Equipment Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns, and the Crawford Auto Repair 4 Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone's Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Jook George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania. Motor Speedway and on Twitter it's at PA Motor Speedway. Thomas Meat Market
0: is a full-service old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania where they've been for over 50 years. They hand select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Thomas, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Thomas Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020.
7: And now back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang.
3: All right, fans, we're going to take a minute and talk to Tom Lang about some pretty interesting drag racing news. Tom, good evening. How are you?
16: Good evening, Don. Pleasure to join you as always.
3: Likewise. Hey, a very big race coming up at Norwalk this week as the Professional Drag Racers Association is in town, Tell us a little bit about it.
16: Well, May 27th to 29th, the PDRA will be at Summit Motorsports Park in Norwalk, Ohio for the inaugural PDRA Cerbo Construction Door Slammer Challenge, presented by Cali's. All of the PDRA classes will be in competition. The two Pro Mod classes, Pro Nitrous and Pro Boost, Extreme Pro Stock, Outlaw 632, Pro Nitrous Motorcycles, Pro Street, and all of the Top Dragster and Top Sportsman classes, plus two Junior Dragster classes and the Bracket Bash. If you were one of the many fans of the Asphalt Wars series that we held at tracks in Eastern Ohio, Western PA, and Western New York, you'll get a chance to see at least 27 drivers who competed in Asphalt Wars over the course of its 12-year run who will be in competition at Norwalk, including John Vergots, Dave Romer, Kurt Studding, and John Camp. Right now we have an interview with one of the founding fathers of Asphalt Wars, John DeCerbo, whose construction company is the title sponsor of the PDRA race at Norwalk.
17: Hi, this is Tom Lang for Wrapping on Racing. We're talking to um, a major player in the pro nitrous wars of PDRA, uh, John DeCerbo. John, thanks for taking time to talk to us today. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. PDRA's off to a pretty good season so far. Uh, competition's awful tough in this pro nitrous ranks.
18: Yeah, it's always been tough. This is probably the greatest place to race, the PDRA. There's a lot of tough competitors and really good cars and a lot of good engine builders, so it's really good place to be the race.
17: And you've shown a lot of dedication to PDRA and drag racing uh, in general uh, through uh, races you've sponsored. Uh, you're the major sponsor of the next event that's coming up at Summit Motorsports Park at Norwalk, the uh, PDRA, the Serbo Construction Nationals. Uh, you know, you must have a lot of faith in this sport to put the backing behind all these things that you do.
18: Absolutely, uh, we're really happy to have that uh, at our local track, uh, Norwalk. I consider it one of, one of the greatest facilities in the country, and uh, the PDRA offers us something special with uh, competition with nitrous versus nitrous, which not a lot of classes offer that. And with all the different power adders these days, uh, it's nice to race with your own group. So, like I said, it's it's a great place to be, and we're going to you know keep helping the people. We want we want this to keep going and grow.
17: You know, it's uh, funny you mentioned that about the uh, pro nitrous class. Uh, Tommy Franklin, I did an interview with him, and he pointed out the same thing. In pro boost, there's so many different combinations, and there's always squabbles about uh, weight breaks are different combinations on pro
18: nitrous it's pretty simple it's cubic inches and minimum weight absolutely it's pretty much everybody has the same motor pretty much same uh, transmission it's just about tuning and uh, getting the car to go down the track so it's a lot nicer to race and screw blowers and uh, pro chargers it just gets a little tougher so we're really happy to have this series which nitrous versus nitrous cars
17: uh, tell us a little bit about the Servo Construction. Uh, where's your market area and what kind of work do you do?
18: We pretty much uh, stay uh, local at like Cleveland, uh, Pittsburgh, and the Youngstown area. We do uh, mostly commercial uh, carpentry work. We put up large buildings, and uh, we've been doing this for over 30 years. So we got our own niche. We do like large nursing home projects, uh, hospital stuff work, industrial. So we're very happy. We've been around for 30 years, and uh, we got a nice clientele.
17: I'm sure once we get to Summit Motorsports Park, uh, you're probably planning on getting to the winner's circle just like you do everywhere else, but it's real tough
18: in this pro nitrous class. Absolutely. Like I said, we got a lot of new combination, new engine, uh, new car pretty much, and transmission. And, uh, we're trying to shake it down. It's We're not getting a lot of testing passes, which we can because we work so much. It's very hard because uh, these are all top players. So when you come here, you better be prepared to just put it all on the line and
17: that's the way this sport goes well uh, I'm going to let you get back to work here I know how busy you are but uh, again I thank you for taking the time to talk to us and again I also thank you for all the support you've shown to this sport over the years.
18: Thank you for having us I really appreciate what you do. Thank you
17: Okay this is Tom Lang reporting for Wrapping on Racing
18: The competition in the pro-mod
3: racing is extremely tough. There was a recent race in Maryland. It was one of the most competitive races ever in pro-mods.
16: Yes, two weeks ago at Cecil County Dragway in Buds Creek, Maryland, the Northeast Outlaw Pro-Mod Association was in action at the Yellow Bullet Nationals, and it was a barn burner of a race. The entire 16-car field was qualified at 369 or better, including the top three cars, running 3.59 during qualifying. Steve King was number one with a 3.593. Derek Ward sat on the bump with a 3.699. In the second round of eliminations, six of the seven cars ran in the 360s. Three of them had double-O reaction times. These reaction times are so important now with these classes running this close together that a lot of the races are won and lost on the starting line and the double-O reaction time is outstanding. In the semis, two drivers had double-O lights. Both of them lost. In the final round, that was one for the record books. Jason Lee had a double-O-three reaction time coupled with a 3.9 or 3.595 at over 210 mile per hour to edge Mike Decker Jr.'s 3.596 at over 211. Decker had a respectable reaction time in 020, but it wasn't enough against Lee. The margin of victory was also 020. That's just two hundredths of a second. You won't see too many pro mod races where a driver has a double or an 020 light coupled to a 359 and comes up short. This pro mod racing, it is so competitive.
3: I see the Pittsburgh International Dragway reunion banquet has been rescheduled. What's the new date?
16: 2021 PID reunion banquet and Hall of Fame ceremonies will be Thursday, June 17th, at the usual location, the Fairview Fire Hall, 3326 Fairview, Fairview Drive. That's about a mile and a half south of the Bridgeville exit off I-79. The reunion begins at 5 p.m., runs to 11 p.m. There's an optional dinner that is served from 6 to 7:15. As always, Bill Truby will have his massive photo display set up. Every year there are new pictures added to his display. Also, a large amount of memorabilia from Pittsburgh International Dragway and other tracks in this area will be on display. This reunion gets a great turnout of racers, former officials, fans of the sport. A lot of great stories and memories are shared. It reminded me of a sticker I saw in a guy's toolbox once that read, the older I get, the faster I went. This is the first time the reunion has been this late in the season. In the past, it's always been February. Uh, lately, it's been early March. But it's always in the off-season. This is the first time it's actually been held during the season. So that's Thursday, June 17th, 5 to 11 p.m., Fairview Fire Hall, just south of Bridgeville.
3: You know, in some of the stories, there'll be a lot of stories. Some of them will even be true.
16: Uh, The percentage of true ones drops every year.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Keystone Raceway finally got their gates open after a major construction project, and I understand one of the most beloved racers was the first driver to make a pass on a new track surface.
16: Yes, uh, Keystone Raceway Park got a late start on the 2021 season after finally finishing a major reconstruction project in the past keystone has always been open by late march or early april weather permitting uh... we told you a few weeks ago about a large project replacing drainage and some portions of the track surface a lot of repaving of asphalt portions of the facility well that work took longer than expected mostly due to the fact that more work was needed than was originally expected but they got everything done and may fifteenth they finally opened for the season Longtime Keystone racer and Hall of Fame member Dave Dortenzo piloted his familiar B&R-sponsored Nova as the very first race car to make a lap on the new surface. Bradley's Auto Finish and Valley Machine sponsored a unique two-races-in-one-day event that featured a quarter-mile race and an eighth-mile race. Now, Chris Mancini got as close as a racer can get to an accomplishing an extremely rare feat, He was one round win away from racing himself in the final round. In many bracket racers, a driver can buy two entries, and they will then get two entries in every round of competition as long as they keep winning. Mancini did that right up to the semifinal round, where both of his entries were still alive, so he was two of the four cars in the semis. Unfortunately, he got a bad light in one half of the semis, and gave up the win, but he hot-lapped the car right back to the starting line, won the other half of the semis on his way to taking the win light in the final. Chris estimated that he won 15 rounds of competition that day. He credits Bob George Racing for building him a winning race car in their oil. It's a hot-shot secret, and that allowed him to hot lap the car all day with no ill effects. Uh, Congratulations to Chris. And it's nice to see that Keystone is up and running again.
3: I'm glad you explained that because I'm thinking to myself, how can this guy race against himself? So that was, that was good that you clarified that.
16: But I always uh, try to point out the, the small things because I understand how that can be confusing if you're not uh, familiar with the way these deals operate.
3: Okay, Tom, have we covered uh, uh, everything? Yet? Anything you need okay. to add?
16: No, I think we've got it all for this week, Don.
3: Well, I thank you. You have a nice evening.
5: And you do the same. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated.
7: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides... Give him a call at 724-443-5720, that's 724-443-5720, or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. And now more rapid on racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless.
19: All right, man,
6: right oh, front is oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I
19: know that's normal. Millawaukee Construction. I want to go down track. Chrysler <laughs> right Dentistry. Car number forty-seven. Tim, we talked earlier, and you talked about how important it was getting Paul Milwicky to come join you, not necessarily as a sponsor, but somebody who could basically calm you down. And I'll tell you what, people don't understand what all this team has done. You guys got this car, and you just basically said, I'm not ready. You put another driver in it just to learn, be able to learn how to work on the car and that. And then you decided, it's my turn. You got back behind the wheel, and here it is, a career first.
20: Yeah, it's it's just amazing. It's a lot of people don't know what it takes to to make this deal happen. Uh, long hours, sacrifice, uh, every day, all day. Uh, just, it, it, there's so many people that go into this thing. Like I said before, Howie, you know, you see me in the car. But there's so many people that uh, go into this deal, and make it real special. And man, we've been, we've had a ton of uh, wins in a, in a go kart since I was five, and got in this stock car deal. And man, it's a, it's a huge learning curve. But uh, once you start to figure it out, you really start to get it. And uh, we've been just plugging away, plugging away, patient, trying to buy our time, and uh,
19: finally made it in Victor Lane. It took too long, but here we are. They always say the first one is the hardest. And here to congratulate you, he wants to grab a word with you right now is Joey Catellis. Joey, a former Pure Stock champion. And uh, go ahead, Joey. What do you, what do you like to say?
14: I just want to congratulate you on your first career win. I didn't realize your first career win. That's amazing. I mean, I, I can completely relate all the time effort work goes into these race cars. And in some weird way, the longer you wait to get that first win, the more amazing it is.
20: Yeah, it's, it's an incredible feeling. It makes all the, the hard work and the sacrifice worth it. And, uh, man, it, you wonder sometimes why well, we do this crazy sport, but it's moments like this that make it all worth it for sure. So how long do you think it's going to take till we get the second win? Well, I think we're off next weekend, so two weeks. All right,
19: that's what it's all about right there.
20: <laughs> Thank you.
19: Nothing wrong with a little bit of confidence. Cam, let's go ahead and name all the sponsors. You know, for those fans who weren't here earlier tonight, you had a fast car all night, but in the heat race, you and Martin Utah Spade made contact. And I'll tell you what, as I'm looking, this right rear, I thought was almost bent, but I think it's just the way the body was. But they busted. But in the pits, let's recognize that pit crew and the sponsors of this number 47.
20: Oh, yeah. Like I said, you cannot do it without all these people. Uh, first of all, my wife, my beautiful wife. Uh, nobody's here if she doesn't give the okay. So she's amazing. Supported me since you know, we were together since I was 13. She was supporting me through go-karts and everything we've been through. Uh, and then my crew, Zach K. Oh, my God. He's in, he's in a shop more than I am. And uh, he's, he's the snowman, and he's just, uh, I owe so much to him. And uh, Charlesworth, Zach Charlesworth and Matt Grant, they they towed a the race car here for me tonight, towed it last week. Um, Paul Milowicki, man, he's he's been a friend of the family forever, um, and he's always stood by us for, through all our crazy racing endeavors. Um, my little boy at Carson, hopefully he's sleeping at home. Um, can con- contracting, J.P.'s Farmer Market, Excel Cut Machine Shop, uh, Howard's Unique Auto, uh dewalt mac tools uh, porter cable craftsman stanley engineered fastening uh chrysinger family dentistry of course my my old man um you know putting putting a lot of uh resources into this this deal to make it all happen so can't thank everybody enough it's just uh just truly incredible to finally be
19: here Ray chance get on your feet let's congratulate this local driver on a career first win Saturday Night Racing
2: Entertainment. That's what you get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the Admar Construction Equipment Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns, and the Crawford Auto Repair 4 Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone's Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the Rush Wingless Sprints, Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Jook George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania motor speedway and on twitter it's at pa
19: motor speedway michael congratulations second career win here at the ultra fast half mile and uh i'll tell you what mentioned earlier tonight you picked up the feature win last night you neutered the dog up at dog hollow come here to lay trope and get the win two completely different tracks one's a small track one's a big half mile what changes did you guys make to the Mike's Auto, Mike 24-Hour Toe, and Gary's Auto Sale, number 90J, to get ready for today?
21: Honestly, we got the car pretty balanced. I didn't change anything. We uh, we unloaded here and what we finished Dog Hollow with, and it was just right off the bat good, so I couldn't complain.
19: Now, last year when you won the uh, Rick Frazee benefit race, you were driving your other car that you ended up selling to Jeff Ferguson, which, by the way, got second place tonight. So, not a bad night, but... How hard is it, you know, you had so much success with that XR1, you get into this one, I always tell people, they're like, what is it like when you get a new car? And I tell people it's like dating. Some women like candy, some like flowers. You got to find that sweet spot. You debuted this car, I believe, down in Bristol. And uh, like I said, apparently you found out what she likes this weekend, two wins so far.
21: Yeah, I mean, uh, we ran good at Bristol. When we got back here, the car just didn't handle the crap. I mean, and, and we... I changed all kinds of stuff on a car and finally got it close to where I, the other car was, so uh, hopefully we keep this streak going. And like I said,
19: second win, you're batting a 1,000 here at Trobe. Now's a chance for you to go and thank everybody who helps makes Mad Dog Motorsports possible.
21: I'm going mean, to thank my mom, dad, uh, Jenna, everybody that helps on the car. Uh, Schauder, a car. Mike Auto Repair, Rocket Chassis, Ingram Engines, Economy Furnace, Economy Electric, uh, Valvoline, um, Swift Springs, Powers Performance. Uh, Gary's Auto, Sales, Payloads, Body and Color, Kelly Construction, Peck's Auto. And I'm sure I'm forgetting some people, but uh, everybody helps on the car. And the fans were coming out tonight. Well, this is a nice night for racing. Was the, track? the track was really good. It was uh, really racy. It got slick. I didn't think it was going to get that slick because last time I was here, it was just hammered down all night. So I didn't tighten up nearly as much as what I needed to. But we adjusted the brakes, and I'm getting too tight at the end. But, but other than that, the track was really good.
19: We're going to see you back here some more this year. Like I said, you're batting a 1,000
21: right now. Oh, I'm sure I'll be back.
19: <laughs> Rachel, let's give it a round of applause from Mason Town himself. The Mason Town Missile, the Mad Dog, Michael Doritsky, here in Victory Lane.
0: Stone Speedway proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the tri-state's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it, come on, y'all, stand on it.